Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. This week on Talk Nation Radio, we're talking about the U.S. military in Africa. Our guest is Tunde Osazua, who is a member of the Black Alliance for Peace's Africa team and the coordinator of the U.S. Out of Africa Network, which is the organizational arm of the Black Alliance for Peace's campaign to shut down AFRICOM and end the U.S. invasion and occupation of Africa. Tunde Osazua, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Thanks, David. I'm happy to be on the show. I, I, I think our listeners should know what AFRICOM is, but just for anyone who's, who's new to the subject, can you explain? Sure. So AFRICOM is the U.S.-Africa Command. Um, it is uh, basically uh, just one of uh, uh, several U.S. Uh, command, um, uh, I guess, structures uh, and uh it, it focuses on the African continent, and uh, it's basically the recolonization of Africa by the United States, um, uh, and it's the U.S.'s participation, in, in essence, and the new scramble of Africa, which is similar to uh, in the late 1800s when uh, the colonial powers fought over uh, which of them would dominate uh, which part of, of Africa's uh, resources and, and land and, and labor and things like that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's really just the command structure, uh, like uh, a military command structure that um, you know has militarized the continent. Um, and uh, there's been um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, there's been a huge rise in militarism since Africom was established in 2008. Um, and uh, I, I think. Uh, it, it really has lended to better coordination and strategic focus um, for U.S. imperialism on the continent. That, 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 that's a long-winded way of saying that, um, you know, it, it, it's just a structure that has a number of bases in uh, various countries on the continent, uh, 56 various forms, and, and then it, it's allowed the U.S. to establish military-to-military relations between 53 of uh, the 54 African countries. Um, uh, so uh, it, 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 it's, it's a growing um, a growing presence and um, a malignant presence on, on the African continent. And, and these commands, the U.S. Has, has declared the entire planet under its various commands, right? Central Command and Africa Command and so forth. So this is one of a half dozen uh, different different chunks of the globe as the U.S. military divides it up, right? Right, exactly. So uh, there, like you said, there's, you know, Southcom and Africom and Centcom and UCOM and, and uh, the Indo-Pacific Command. Uh, so, like just like you said, you know the U.S. is an empire, uh, and uh, it, it's really just dominating the globe militarily. Um, and uh, it, I mean, obviously, they've had a lot of uh, economic influence as well um, through many means, like the World Bank and the IMF. But these different command structures allow them to uh, strategically coordinate their uh, imperialist efforts uh, on. Uh, on a global scale, 
Uh, but the thing with AFRICOM, why, why we focus there is that there's been such a, uh, a substantial increase in terms of U.S. military presence on the continent. Uh, uh, and we haven't seen as much of an increase in, in some of the other command structures. Uh, I, I think the only other uh, command structure that has seen, um, like, maybe heightened uh, attention and focus uh, in, in recent years has been uh, the Indo-Pacific Command. And obviously, you know, CENTCOM, which focuses on uh, what we call the Middle East, um, is a, a, a pretty important uh, and, and active command structure as well. Uh, but, uh, the, the increase on, on the African continent, they, uh, during the reign of Obama, there was a 1,900% increase in the U.S. military presence and a 2,400% increase in the value of military equipment transferred from the federal government to uh, uh, police forces across the country. So uh, they, we also see um, the rise in militarism on the African continent as linked to how um, you know militarism has increased here in, here in the United States. Uh, but that was during the reign of Obama, and so I don't have um, concrete figures. There, there have been a number of articles that have highlighted how uh, militarism has only uh, increased under the reign of Trump uh, after Obama. So uh, we, we really are trying to, um, you know, highlight that these things are happening. That it, it's a, uh, it's it's something that causes a lot of you know death and, and ruins lives. I think even recently there was an article uh, or a study rather that came out. Um, from the Brown, uh, from a, 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 a think tank at, at Brown that talks about how since the war on terror began, um, you know, the, the U.S. war on terror has displaced 37 million people, um, like, just through U.S. aggression. Um, and that uh, is very closely linked to AFRICOM and, and all these other command structures, right? Like, it, it speaks to... You know this um, justification um, of of the war on terror being, uh, in essence, um, just a pretext for for mass displacement, death, and and war making, so that the U.S. can more effectively exploit resources around the, the world. Uh, yeah, that, yeah that, that's, that's that's what I would call out. That was a, a study that David Vine from American University and others put together for the Cost of War project at, at Brown University on how many millions of people have been made homeless and displaced by recent U.S. wars. Uh, Tunde, you said that, that 53 out of 54 countries in Africa were working with the U.S. military, which is incredible, uh, and I'm very curious, who is the one holdout? Yeah, so... Uh Eritrea is the one holdout. They're, they're the one country that doesn't have military-to-military -military relations with the U.S. at this point. Um, at the time that AFRICOM was founded in 2008, uh, you know, it was rebuked basically uh, continent-wide. Liberia was the only country that uh, said it would um, host the headquarters of, uh, of AFRICOM on the continent, but uh, that also didn't pan out, and, and uh, AFRICOM had to, uh, you know, you know, move to Stuttgart. Like Stuttgart, Germany is where they currently have their headquarters. Um, and 
there, there are a lot of African leaders that came out in opposition. Uh, most notably, Muammar Gaddafi uh, came out in opposition to, to, to AFRICOM, along with like leaders of South Africa, Nigeria, and, and other uh, uh, countries on, on the continent. Um, but the Obama administration was... Uh, they, they basically paved the way for the proliferation of AFRICOM on the continent uh, because, you know, African leaders were more cooperative with the first black president, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, that the Obama presidency was a turning point. Um, and, uh, yeah, th- there are, uh, like, basically all the African countries are, um, uh, you know, working with AFRICOM except Eritrea. There are U.S. Special Forces troops that operate in more than a dozen African countries as well. Um, so it, it's really a, a huge presence and a real force on the continent. We've in, in recent weeks, we've heard uh, President Donald Trump, perhaps the, the world's uh, largest and most ostentatious weapons dealer, uh, condemning and criticizing anyone who is uh, under the sway of the weapons dealers as if he is some sort of, uh, uh, of anti-militarist. Uh, and yet the, the U.S., uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is the, is the top weapons dealer uh, to the world, to Africa, to poor countries, to so-called democracies to dictatorships uh and uh and i you know i i wrote a book recently about 20 dictators currently supported by the united states uh and if you look at you know the the leaders of of equatorial guinea of of eswatini of gabon of uh, of countries all across uh, Asia and the Middle East, uh, as well as as Africa, Uganda, um, it, you're you're looking at people who are armed and funded and and supported uh, by the U.S. military. How 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 does this square with uh, the notion that the United States is somehow a, a force for democracy and against dictatorship? Right. No that that uh, that's the key point that you're you're drawing out there. The the idea that you know the United States is providing military to aid to a lot of the groups that are fostering um, you know anti. U.S. sentiment on, on in other countries. A lot of groups that, are, that they deem as terrorists, they also you know seem to work with, right? I, I think uh, they use the pretext of terrorism uh, to you know justify their military intervention uh, in in places like Somalia and uh, in Libya and Syria and, and all sorts of countries um, that they they in fact stoked that uh, that terrorism. There 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 was a study that said that. Since um, the war on terror began, uh, the the incidences of, ter- of terror have increased dramatically, um, and uh, I, I think that that was done. Uh, that study I'm referencing was done by the University of Maryland, um, and I, and there are also UN studies that call out that uh, the um, basically when uh, the U.S. you know carries out drone strikes in, in countries like. Uh, uh, you know, well, countries across the world, right? Those those drone strikes uh, are a primary factor that finally push 
uh, individuals into violent extremism in Africa. The, the, the study that I'm referencing from the United Nations interviewed more than 500 members of militant organizations, uh, and 71% of those interviewed pointed to those types of actions that killed a family member or friend, or, uh, or um, in, in some cases when the state arrested the family member or friend that was accused of participating in terrorism. That is what prompted them to join a militant group. Uh, so it, in a sense, it's like a, uh, it's, it's a way for the, the U.S. military and AFRICOM and all these other command structures to, um, you know, create demand for themselves, like to establish their legitimacy for, you know, intervening and, and you know, producing all this destabilization. So I, 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 I think it, it, it plays a huge role and it's really part of uh, U.S. Um, propaganda and, and just like a, a, a very... Uh, a very um, just it 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 it, it, it seems evil to me. Uh, I, I think it, it, it's pretty uh, terrible, and, and and it it shows that they they have real disregard for for human life, and they're they're just looking to um, uh, you know establish uh, themselves and create civilization that creates a vacuum for them to go in and more effectively exploit resources, whether they be mineral or human or or just land. Um, but yeah, I, I think the idea that terrorism is the is what uh, is the reason that they're there and and what they're trying to fight against is is laughable. It it seems that some people have heard about a pivot to Asia, and not that many have heard about a pivot to Africa. I, I wonder if the U.S. public is more unaware that this is happening at all or under the spell of the idea that sending in weapons and bases somehow prevents and, and, and reduces violence or are thinking this is a, a, a colonial competition and China and Russia are going to gobble up Africa if somebody else doesn't? What, what are the, I mean, what are the arguments, if any, on the side of doing this? Yeah, yeah, I think that that's an interesting question. I think AFRICOM is definitely um, a response to economic competition with China. Um, we've seen that China has actually overtaken the U.S. in terms of, um, you know, trade with, with the continent. Uh, in 2019, uh, trade between China and countries on, on the African continent uh, was more than $200 billion. And uh, I, I don't have the U.S. numbers for 2019, but in 2017, the numbers for the U.S. were closer to $37 billion and uh, that that was down from like a height of a hundred billion. So uh, Africom is essentially the way that the U.S. is um, asserting themselves on the continent. Is they use, they lose uh, you know prime position economically, um, and I, I think pointing out the increased aggression uh, towards uh, you know Asia and everything, and, and China specifically rather, uh, is key because it it speaks to um, the fact that the military expansionism, not just with AFRICOM, but also with, you know, the Indo-Pacific Command, um, is, is, you know, the U.S. response. They, they can't, you know, continue to uh, win economically so that they're making up for that through militarism. Um, and uh, Danny Haifong wrote a great article about this uh, in, in Black Agenda Report, um, and 
basically uh, it, it speaks to uh, how the U.S. is trying to maintain uh, their, uh, you know, uh, their hegemony globally, right? Like their their um, their dominance globally is, is now dependent on their military. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it's interesting that uh, the, the amount of attention that China gets in relation to um, uh, in relation to you know Africom, like the Indo Pacific Command versus Africom, uh, and we will be uh, you know trying to trying to highlight the, the connections between those two um, I guess developments or those two uh, uh, strategies uh, from the U.S. It, it, I, I think it, it basically speaks to one strategy, right? I guess the U.S. Uh, being able to assert their dominance and, and maintain access to, uh, you know, resources and, uh, and, and land and markets. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it, it, it's key for us to, to draw out the connections there um, that, uh, you know, it, there, is a, there is competition with, with China. That, that's part of the, uh, the new scramble of Africa. There are a number of different players, but China and the U.S. are probably the biggest uh, and uh, we, we need to we need to stand up against U.S. militarism because it's probably the biggest uh, threat to humanity. I couldn't agree more. We're speaking with Tunde Osazua, who is from the Black Alliance for Peace and the U.S. Out of Africa Network. Tunde, tell us about the Black Alliance for Peace and about this network and who's in it and what it's doing. Yeah, so uh, the Black Alliance for Peace um, was founded in 2017, uh, and it it seeks to, you know, uh, recapture uh, some of the pro-peace, anti-imperialist, and anti-war positions of the radical black movement of, you know, uh, of the past, and, and, you know, making sure that those are uh, brought into the present. And so we, uh, we... Put on educational activities and uh, organize and uh, help to uh, support organizations and uh, individuals in the alliance work together to, um, you know, oppose militarized domestic state repression and uh, destabilization, subversion, and the war agenda of, of the United States that they carry out globally. So that, that's what the Black Lives for Peace does. Uh, the U.S. Out of Africa Network is um, uh, came out of one of the Black Lives for Peace's campaigns, which is, like you mentioned, uh, shut down AFRICOM, uh, U.S. Out of Africa. Uh, and uh, that, that campaign is uh, essentially to remove all U.S. military presence from, from the continent uh, and then, uh, you know, that that also includes AFRICOM, because um, AFRICOM, uh, right, started in 2008, but it, it wasn't the first instance of uh, U.S. military aggression on the continent. The U.S. was involved in the assassination of many anti-colonial leaders like uh, Kwame Nkrumah and um, Patrice Lumumba, but, uh, and, and they've, they've been involved in many other um, uh Action since, right? Like uh, with uh, Somalia, they, they've you know been fighting a war in Somalia for uh, maybe thirty years almost. Like they, they've been present 
there for, for a while. So we at the U.S. Out of Africa Network are, are trying to raise um, awareness about that. And then I'll not, not just raise awareness, but to um, try to develop or, and grow the movement against uh, U.S. Um, aggression, militarism, and imperialism on the African continent. So right now we have uh, uh, a little over 200 members in the, in the network uh, from across the across the globe. Actually, like we have members in the United States and uh, on the African continent and in Europe and in South America. And essentially, we are um, just working to uh, you know. Build, build the movement to uh, end U.S. imperialism uh, and, uh, and militarism uh, and, and really just educate ourselves and, and agitate and organize um, and, you know, work, work, work to uh, end U.S. Uh, war and, and imperialism globally, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... Uh, the, the network is, is the organizing arm of the campaign, and uh, we're putting on a few events coming up soon. Um, we have a webinar uh, on the 24th of September, so this month, and uh, less than less than two weeks now. Uh, and it, it will uh, it will talk a lot about Africom. We had a webinar on in in June on June 16th, which is Soweto Day. Um, uh, which is widely celebrated in, in South Africa. Um, and so to commemorate that, we had our first AFRICOM webinar, and this is our second webinar, and it will talk a lot about, um, you know, the connections between uh, AFRICOM and the Indo-Pacific Command. We have a great lineup of speakers, um, and uh, it, it will be a great event. And then the, the following week, uh, on October 1st, which is the anniversary of the founding of AFRICOM, we will be... Um, holding a, a day of action, so uh, an international day of action, because you know our, our our network is international, and we'll be you know agitating against Africa specifically. And and how can people find out? We'll we'll put any links up at talknationradio.org. But how can people generally find out about uh, joining a webinar or taking part in that day of action? Yeah, so um, we will be uh, sharing uh, like links and everything through our 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 uh our different media channels and our social media um right now um i, I think the best thing for uh people to do who want to get plugged in is to um go on the black lines for peace website blacklinesforpeace.com and um join the u.s out of african network uh under get involved uh, the the link for that is uh blacklinesforpeace.com backwards slash join us out of africa network um and that that's how they can really get plugged in and um participate and like i said those links will be shared um soon and i I can probably send you uh those when when they're created david uh yeah that would be great we'll put them up at talknationradio.org and people can check out blackallianceforpeace.com um is is there 
is there any legislation in the works in Congress that would uh, that would scale back or restrain or or close any bases? Uh, I know we had a, a vote uh, to move just ten percent of the U.S. military budget to human needs uh, several weeks back in both houses of Congress with majority public support, and it was soundly uh, and bipartisanly uh, defeated. Um, is, is there anything good on the horizon there? Yeah. So uh, at the moment, like, like you mentioned, that was that was the uh, that was the most promising, I guess, uh, uh, piece of legislation. Um, we, we're we're working with um, a number of other groups, like you mentioned, David Vine. We're we're in in uh, in a coalition uh, that is working to engage Congress about these issues and um, you know try to put forward more uh, legislation. Uh, but, uh, at the moment from, from, um, uh, at the moment there, there isn't anything in the works that looks too positive. And like you said, 10% is such a minimal amount. We have much, uh, uh, you know, much more uh, aggressive demands because, uh, 10% isn't going to save, save enough lives. So yeah, I, I think we're, we're, we're working on it, but I, I don't think there's, there's much, um, there's much it's uh, in play right now. Uh, I know Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, who, uh, thank goodness, will be back in Congress again for a second term, uh, it looks like, uh, has a, a bill uh, called something like Stop Arming Human Rights Abusers, uh, which would simply forbid uh, selling or giving weapons to governments that grossly abuse human rights, which is it's very mysterious to me because I don't know how you use deadly weapons without abusing human rights, but uh, it, it seems like a step in the right direction. Is that is that something? Is that a bill that you all uh, think is worth promoting? Um, I think uh, it, it definitely does sound positive. I, I, I do think we need to be a little bit more, um, maybe aggressive. Uh, but yeah, it, it does sound positive. I, I need to read up a little bit more about the bill. Uh, to be honest, uh, I, I'm not as clear on all of the specifics. But that I, I I'll look into it. Uh, I, I won't promote it or. Uh, necessarily um co-sign it yes but yeah thanks for thanks for pointing it out yeah we, we've got just about two minutes left you mentioned a, an upcoming day of action is that going to be real world actions virtual actions and and what else can people do and what should people be doing to to inform others and uh and move this forward yeah so um the that action will be uh virtual in person that we're, we're planning for uh, like, you know, there to be a number of different types of uh, uh, actions or, or ways that people get, can get involved. Uh, and I, I think uh, we, we still need to share more about those details. Um, and, and that will probably come in the next few uh, days or so. But right now, um, we're just uh, letting people know that it is coming and we'll, we'll share more resources so that people can can put together um, uh, or, like, you know, spread the word and, and get involved. Uh, but, yeah, I, I appreciate you calling that out. We're, it, it is uh, uh, a big event, right? Like, it, it's the anniversary of Africans founding, and we want to make sure that we can, um, you know, call out all of the, uh, the evil that Africans has done um, in, in, uh, since, it, since it was founded. 
uh, 13 or, or 12 or so years ago. So, yeah, I, I think as far as what people can do, I, I think we just need them to, you know, look out for our communications. Uh, BAP is really, the Black Lives for Peace or BAP is really active on Facebook and Twitter. So that's where a lot of the information will come out. So I, I recommend they follow the Black Lives for Peace account. Um, and, yeah, that will be... Um, that, that will be where they, they can learn more about that that day of action on October 1st and then the webinar on the 24th. All right, we've been speaking with Tunde Osazua from the Black Alliance for Peace and the U.S. Out of Africa Network. Tunde, thank you very, very much for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Of course, yeah, thank you. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. Read or listen to today's Peace Almanac entry at peacealmanac.org. All past shows can be heard at talknationradio.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is supported by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.